Alrighty, so here's my message. Stop praising God for what the devil has done in your life. Now, I know that sounds, well, where, where's that coming from? I want you to follow me here as I lay the groundwork. Now, certainly God wants to bless us. Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 6 says that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. The Bible says in Matthew, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all the things that the Gentiles seek will be added unto you, free of charge. The Bible says that the Lord delights and wants to give his children good things. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he will direct thy paths. Psalm chapter number one. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. In Luke chapter 11, verse number 28, it says, Blessed are they that hear the word of the, of the Lord and keep it. In Luke chapter 6, in verse number 38, it says, Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down. God promises in, in Malachi, Give to the Lord, pay the tithe, and he'll open up the windows of heaven for you. See, all the blessings of God have a condition. So all the promises of God, all the blessings of God are based upon you meeting that condition. And God tells us in his word what those conditions are. For example, the Beatitudes, Matthew chapter number 5. Blessed are the meek, the scriptures say. Blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness. Blessed are they that um, um, are righteous. Blessed are the peacemakers. James says, blessed is the man that endureth temptation. Psalm chapter 115 says that God will bless them that fear him. But as we see with Saul, if you're going to reject God's word, he's going to reject you. The Bible says if you will not hear the word of God, God will not hear you. The Bible says, as I've said many times, if you regard iniquity in your heart, the Lord is just not going to hear you. The Bible says we know that the Lord heareth not sinners. That's what the Bible says. Okay. Now, if you're going to violate God's word, then he is not going to bless. He said that if you will, in Deuteronomy, he said, I lay before you a blessing and a curse. You choose if you want to be blessed or you want to be cursed. And so the choice is ours. God has given us the choice. Now, Israel lost many battles. For example, the battle of Ai, which was a small town. But they lost that battle when they should have won. They couldn't figure out why. And God said to Joshua, the reason is because you're violating my word. There is sin in the camp. That is why you lost the battle. That is why people died. David, another battle was lost because David numbered the people. God does not make it easy for you to disobey him. If you're a child of God, now you've got to listen to what I'm going to say very, very carefully now. If you're a child of God, he is not going to make it easy for you to disobey him. When Jonah decided to run from God, the Bible says that God prepared a storm. The Bible says that God prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah. God is not going to make it easy for a child of God to run from God. He'll make it easy for you to run to him, but not away from him. He'll make it easy for you to obey him, but not to disobey him. He'll make it easy for you to serve him, but not to serve the devil. He is not going to pay the toll on the road of ruin for your life. He is not going to put filling stations or gas stations along the highway that leads to hell. He's not going to do that. He's not going to aid and abet you in your life of sin. He's not. Now, the devil will, but God does not. And if you violate God's word, it's the bottom line. He is not going to bless. That's just the bottom line. And so he didn't make it easy for Balaam when he went after money. 
when Paul, who was first Saul, Paul in the New Testament, the apostle, now he was on his way to kill Christians. If you remember, God made his way difficult to the point where Jesus finally said to him, it's hard to kick against the pricks, isn't it? It's hard to push against pointy things, is it not? If the Bible teaches anything, it teaches us that God indeed wants to bless his children. And here is the message, but so does the devil. So does the devil. The devil is cunning. The devil is a schemer. He'll make you think you're saved when you're lost. He'll make you think you're being blessed of God when you are not being blessed of God. And my question is, are you being blessed of God or blessed of the devil? The Bible speaks of the prosperity of fools. The Bible speaks of the prosperity of the wicked. David even laments the fact that why do the wicked, why do they prosper when God's people don't? The reason is because the devil blesses his kids. And then his kids, the devil's kids, praise God for it. God is not going to enable you or help you or bless you, I mean in finances or any way, if you are going to use that blessing to live for the devil. He is not going to do it. But the devil will. It's another thing that I believe that we need to set straight. The devil does not want his children in prison. That would not be good advertisement for the devil. That's not a good testimony for the devil. The devil does not want his kids um, uh, high on drugs. He doesn't want his kids on drugs. The devil doesn't want his kids being atheists. The devil wants his kids to be religious. Religiously lost, but religious none the same. The devil wants his kids baptized. I mean, you can baptize. Listen, if you're not saved, all the baptism in the world is not going to make any difference at all. But he would love for you to trust in your religion. He would love for you to trust in your baptism. He would love for you to trust in, in, in your church. But the Bible says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. God will make it easy for you to get saved and hard for you not to be saved. The devil wants his kids to live in nice homes and make a lot of money. The devil wants his kids to be promoted at work. The devil wants his kids to get raises. That is good advertisement. That's a good testimony for the devil. The devil wants his kids to be preachers. The devil wants his kids to be deacons. He wants his kids to be all these things as long as they're lost. That's the only thing the devil cares about. The devil will do anything in exchange for your souls. I mean, he took Jesus to a high mountain. If you remember the story... And show Jesus all the kingdoms of the world and says, I'll give you all these kingdoms for their mind to give if you'll just bow down and worship me. We should say what Jesus said, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. I want to say again, the devil pays the fare on the road to ruin, but not the Lord Jesus, not God. Satan rewards people every day. He makes kings every day. He makes millionaires every day. He makes people famous every day. He makes rock stars and pop stars every day. He makes movie stars and porn stars every day. He wants your business to succeed. He wants your marriage to succeed. He wants your kids to be straight-A students. And he wants your kids to be straight-A students and then go off to some Satan university. And he's willing to pay the fare. And all the while, parents are praising God that the fare is paid. But don't praise God. You might as well praise the devil because he's the one that pays the fare. He wants you to be in church. He could care less if you go to hell from a church pew or from a prison. It makes no difference to him. We need to understand that the devil is the, is the great impersonator. I mean, God has Christ. The devil has Antichrist. God has his Holy Spirit. The devil has his evil spirits. And so when he talks, when the devil talks, he talks like God talks. He wants you to, he want, he, he wants you to think that it's God talking to you when it's not. When an evil spirit moves you, 
He wants you to think it's the Holy Spirit that's moving you. He wants you to think that because you can cast out devils and you can do many mighty works, he wants you to think that on that basis, that experience, you're saved. Is your name in the book of life? Have you been born again? Have you been saved? And I'm telling you, there's a lot of people right now, people that you know, people that I know, people that are close to you and people that are close to me, maybe people in this church right now, you think you're going to heaven. You think you're blessed of God and you're not on your way to heaven. You're on the way to hell and the devil is blessing you, not God and making it seem like it's God blessing all the time. The devil is very, very subtle. He comes as an angel of light. And his preachers, they come as ministers of light rather than darkness. Well, the devil, he does a good job of impersonating God. I mean, we should not be ignorant of the devil's devices. He comes as an angel of light. He comes to deceive and to tempt. We know that he plants tares amongst the wheat and puts leaven in the lump. That's what the Bible says. We know that he'll do everything that he can to make you think you're doing right when you're doing wrong. There's a way which seemeth right to a man, but the Bible says in the end thereof are the ways of death. Here it is, you think you're doing the right thing, blessed of the devil, thinking that you're doing the right thing, and you're not, and you're being not being blessed of God. I mean, he would give his own soul if he could rob you of your soul. He'll do everything that he can to make you think that you are walking with God when you are not. Since God does not hear sinners, and he does not answer the backslider's prayers, then, we, then, then he will give you a false impression that it is God that is blessing you. And so when you pray, the devil is listening in. And he's going to do his dead level best to give you everything that you want and tell you God gave it to you. He's going to do his dead level best to answer every single prayer that you pray to consume upon your lust. The prayers to win the lottery. The prayers for some team to win. I mean, for crying out loud. There's actually people. There's actually people that have made a game of life. And you may not like this, but all these people, all these professional sports stars that are doing this number before they go up the bat, if they hit a home run, that is not of God. And anyway, as far as I'm concerned... Those guys ought to say, I'm not working. I'm going to be in church on God's day. Amen. Amen. Well, I want to be a professional baseball player. Well, you've got to choose. Are you going to be a professional baseball player or you're going to be a professional Christian? Are you going to live for baseball and money? Are you going to live for God? So the devil is more than happy to bless a carnal church. He, wants, he, he sees a carnal church. The preacher is a puppet. He's in it for the money. He's a hireling. You know where he's going to send all the talented people? To that church. You know where he's going to send all the rich people? To that church. You know what? Yeah, and then all of a sudden that church is going to have a building project. Man, they're busting at the seams. But we know how the devil works. He finds a church that's a liberal church, an ungodly church, unfaithful to the word of God, where Jesus has taken the candlestick and removed that church from its place. He says, I'll just go ahead and light my own fire. I'll bring in my own demonic spirits, posing as Holy Spirit. I'm going to bring in my false Bible. And we're going to sing a lot of ungodly songs from the world. That's what we're going to do. And the next thing you know, they've got a building project going. Next thing you know, they've got on the chief cornerstone over there, rather than Christ being the chief, here's what they'll say. All to the glory of God. They should have put to the glory of the devil because that's who build carnal churches, the devil. Amen. And normally it's a rock rib fundamentalist that'll start these things and after he dies... And uh, then somebody else comes on and a third generation fundamental Baptist, he comes on and all he cares about is a job rather than souls dying and going to hell. All he cares about where he's going to hang his hat next week. He don't preach the word of God. He's a compromiser. He's just a puppet. That's all that he is. And the devil says, man, I can bless in that church right there. And he does. If you are carnal, 
If you are backslidden, if you're lukewarm or lost, you need to know it. And stop praising God for what the devil has done. People praise God for the promotion at work and the pay raise that they got. We were, having some, we were having a lot of this problem until I addressed this about a year ago on Wednesday nights. I told Brother Jonathan, we got we, we, we to gotta stop having praise time on Wednesday night because we got folks so carnal, they're praising God for what the devil has done. And I can say, see it, and any other child of God can see it as well. If you got a promotion because you lied and cheated your way up the ladder, then you weren't blessed of God. If you got that promotion and you were blessed at all, miraculously given to you, you got it from the devil. That's who gave it to you. Because what the devil wants you to do is he wants you to think that it's God that's blessing you so you can keep on going down the same road of carnality. That's what he is. Because that is how deceptive he is. He comes as an angel of light. I got to praise God. I was in the depths of despair. Man, I was bitter at my brother, sour with my sister, but God has forgiven me. All the while, this carnal Chris, sour sister Susan, I mean living like the devil, praising God that God has forgiven her. When God says in his word, if you don't forgive everybody their trespasses, and God says, then I'm not going to forgive you your trespasses and sins. I mean, here it is, you badmouth the boss. Here it is, you run down the company. And you ain't thankful for that. And then you get a raise. Don't think that God gave you that raise. If anybody is pushing you and encouraging you down the road of carnality, it's the devil, it is not God. The devil promotes his own. The devil promotes backsliders. The devil helps carnal Christians. Why? To continue to live in their carnality. Because he knows what a spiritual Christian can do. He knows if you get right with God, the damage that you can do to his kingdom through prayer. So he's got to keep you carnal. And he's willing to do anything to keep you carnal. Christians living like the devil, then with their calamity, then when their calamity comes, and they pray. I had a guy one time just want to praise God. The mortgage was due. And I won the lottery. Don't praise God. Praise the devil. Because God is not going to, God, God does not want you to win the lottery. God is not going to bless that. But there's people that are so carnal, they'll think that. God is not going to violate his word. He's not going to violate. Just because we violate his word all day long doesn't mean God is going to violate his word. So here's teenage Tommy. He's as carnal as he can possibly be. He's 12, 13 years of age. And he's been praying for an iPhone. Then the devil sees an opening and tells the mom that the kid needs a phone to call in case of an emergency. Of course, it's funny. In 30 years, there's never been an emergency. And the kid spends eight hours a day on the phone, 30 seconds on the phone making phone calls, and seven hours, 59 minutes, and 30 seconds on TikTok. And don't think that he is listening to preaching. Don't think that he is he's, 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 he's listening to my podcast. You've got to be crazy. All you've got to do is remember what you were when you were 15 years of age. How your hormones are busting through your parents. Come on now. And all we're doing is, it, and then they keep, I just want to praise God that I got an iPhone. That iPhone has become the tool of the devil. 
Are you with me? And then the parent, you know, goes in the debt to buy a kid an iPhone. I, I, I got to keep in touch with him. Oh, 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 you do. Oh, you do. Well, what you need to do is keep in touch with God. Yeah, that's what you need to do. And exercise some wisdom. But God didn't give that kid that iPhone. The devil did and used the parents to do it. Now, I know it's hard in this day and age. And I kind of resent old preachers that don't know even how to open or use an iPhone. It's, it's one thing. But, you know, so, so here's the thing. It's easy to preach against an iPhone when you ain't using one. Then there's this foolish Christian who prays that God will give her that lost guy. But then she goes and talks to the preacher. And the preacher says, I can't, you know, it's, you can't yoke up a believer and an unbeliever. And so what she does is she goes and drags him to church. And says, I'm not going to get married unless you get saved. And so he walks the aisle and gets saved. You know, you might as well praise the devil who planted a tear and pretended to be a Christian. And the day they get married is the last day they're in church. That's how subtle and dirty the devil is. You better know for sure the devil's after your kids and my kids as well. And he's not going to have them without a fight. Amen. People often praise God that, well, at least their kids are in church. I'm so tired of hearing that. Why don't you just praise the devil? So here it is. Some kid is going to some charismatic outfit where all it is is just rock and roll. All it is a little sermonette for the Christianette without any conviction at all. At least he's going to church. No, he's going to the devil's church. And rather than praise God, I ought to praise the devil for that. Because all that does is open up a door for the devil to come in and say, Well, God's not going to answer your prayer because you're living like the devil. Well, I'll bless you for living like the devil. I'm telling you, there's a whole lot of people that are going to die and go to hell thinking that their name is in the book of life. People go into debt because of greed and covetousness and jealousy and impatience and then declare bankruptcy and praise God for supplying a way out. No temptation taking you but such as is common to man. But with the temptation, make a way of escape. That was my way of escape. The Lord opened up the door of bankruptcy. No, he didn't. The devil did that. The devil, wants you to, the devil doesn't want you to pay your debts. God wants you to pay your debts. Amen. God doesn't want, Why should I have to pay for your house? Why should I have to pay? I'm driving a second-hand car. Why should I have to pay for a second-hand car while you're driving a nicer car? That's the devil using government. That's what it is. Yeah, mature Christians agree with me right now. The problem is most of us that are mature, we didn't learn it from the Bible. We learned it from experience. And they said, well, the Bible must be true because I've tried everything else. Why don't we just trust God? People violate every financial principle in the Bible. And then posted all over the internet how that they needed $666 or the bank was going to foreclose the next day. And then the next day, $666 comes in the mail. You're backslidden, you're carnal, you're lukewarm. It didn't come from God. It came from the devil. God doesn't want... God, listen, God doesn't want you to get rich quick. Get rich quick schemes are of the devil. Oh, here's another one. Kids, go to Satan you. And so the devil says, yeah, I'll pay your debt. I'll pay your school debt. So it was several years ago. So I went to, um, I, I got this letter last, last night of all things. And he says, this has been, not, not, just last night. I told him last time, forget it. But they sent me, in, see, because, because it's a revolving door, I guess, there, like everywhere else. People, people, they cannot settle into a job. They got to move jobs every two years, you know. And by the way, don't, don't tell me that God has called you to that job right there and three months later, then you're done moved. You know what? Because you've got another opportunity. That, that, you know where that opportunity came from? The devil. Because he doesn't want you to get grounded anywhere. And I said, dear sir, thank you for writing and I appreciate the kind invitation to come and look at your deals. However, 
I was there and I bought a Ford Escort about five years ago. And I wanted the Escort, however, before I could finalize the deal, I had to talk to one other guy who was going to sell me insurance that I told you I could not afford. But he didn't care about that. All he cared about was making a deal. And you didn't care about me. All you cared about was you. You were trying not only to ruin me financially, you were trying to ruin my marriage because 80% of all marital problems are financial problems. You were trying to ruin my home, my marriage, and my children. I will never, ever go back to you again. Ever. Neither will I recommend anybody ever to go there again. Smile. Listen, it'll be over in a few more minutes. So here's something else. Here's what I said. This is, it's a sad thing. I pray more for our kids to get good grades. And I'm talking, I'm talking about not my own. I mean the kids in school. Than they pray for themselves to get good grades. It's unbelievable. Young people today don't care about anything. They don't care about their grades. They don't care about God. They don't care about life. They can't even think past their next meal. You know, just like a lot of parents do. You know, then come out the invitations. We want to thank God that our child, after 12 years of school, has graduated. Please send money. If you can't come, send money. And if you do come, bring the money. <laughs> and then the kid gets all this money in the mail. You know where that money's coming from? The devil. And rather than thanking God, they should say, we, we want to praise the devil for that kid not caring, for that kid lying and cheating to get through school. Because the, the, the Lord is not going to bless that. The devil blesses that. The devil is trying his dead level best to make you think you're right with God when you're not right with God. And he's going to pay the fare on the road to ruin. That's exactly what he's going to do. I have known people that have actually praised God for their divorce. In light of the fact that God hates, boy, he gave me a way out. God certainly wants me to be happy. God called you to holiness, not happiness. And, and by the way, people that get divorced 50%, people that get divorced the first time, about 80% people get divorced the second time. If you don't learn the first time, you're not going to learn from your mistakes. But the devil, he wants you to go down that same road. And that's why people that get divorced the second time and get married a third time, 90 plus people percent of those people get divorced as well. People never give a dime to church. Don't even come to church and thank God when they win the lottery. You might as well praise the devil because God is not going. God does not bless people that listen. The Bible says you are a robber of God if you're not going to give to God the tithe. That's what the Scripture is saying. Soul winning is another area. Now, here's what we do. In, in just be, just because we have this love for souls to be saved, you know, and this is what we say. This is what we do. And uh, so we go on out and we want to make sure that we get them saved. It says, if you pray this prayer, you're going to go to heaven when you die. Just repeat after me. Lord, forgive me and save me. Take me to heaven when I die. Amen. More people are in hell because they prayed the sinner's prayer than are in heaven because they prayed the sinner's prayer. You may get saved while you pray, but you're not going to get saved because you pray a sinner's prayer. The Bible says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. I mean, honestly. Do you think that God is going to reward people for this? He is a rewarder of people that diligently seek him and love him and serve him and make God a priority in life. And that's why we need to fear God. And the Bible says God blesses those that fear him. So if you don't fear him, then what's, what's it mean? God's not blessing you. And if you're making it in life, it's because the devil is blessing you. 
And all the while, you're thinking that it was God and the devil said, all I'm doing is just making it easy for you to live a sinful, ungodly life. Do you honestly think that if you pray for things to consume upon your lust, you're going to get it from God? No, you're going to get it from the devil. The devil gave it to you because the very prayer itself is unbiblical. I mean, there's people that actually, they actually, they actually think God is blessing them when they lie on their income tax. And, and the income tax agents become becomes agents of the devil. So I was Misty. So she was, um, she was a nanny and she was paid in cash. And I said, Misty, you're of age. Do what you want to do. I said, but the IRS, they'll never know. They'll never know that you made about $4,000. You'll never know. I said, but if you fear God and love God and want to be blessed of God, you'll report every dime of it. And this, this, is, this is what she said. I said, I said, well, Misty made, I took her when she was here a couple weeks ago, she made about $4,000 as a nanny. And you know what she said? Uh, do you have a, a 1094 or anything? No. She said, oh, I didn't hear any of that then. You know what she was saying? She was saying, I'm clear because I didn't hear it. Well, first of all, she lied. And second of all, she thought that she was doing me a favor. She thought she was doing Misty a favor. 